Welcome to Sisters of the Apocalypse. This podcast is hosted by sisters, surviving in this crazy world and just trying to keep a sense of humor along the way. Listen to three witty women who grew up in the same house, share their ideas, inspirations, and experiences. The Sisters of the Apocalypse will share the ups, downs, and everything in between when it comes to life as a millennial woman in today's world. Relatable and enjoyable until the very end. (laughs) Where are you today, (laughs) Jenny? (laughs) Um, Today I'm in Zion in Utah. Technically Springdale, Utah, um, which is the town. But um, I saw that you drove through a place called Hurricane. I did. I went to Hurricane, Utah, and that's where I went to go catch a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the rain for a while yeah ironically right yeah it's funny because now as you travel sometimes I have to ask you like what state is that like you might be like oh I'm in this city and I'm like that's cool but I don't actually know like I knew you were in Arizona last week and I'm like mm-hmm. I know she's not in Arizona anymore but I don't know what state she's actually in so that's kind of a funny problem I mean I'm not really familiar with like cities in Utah so yeah, I feel the same way. And <laughs> like, and even when people talk about like, oh, I was at this national park and then they just end the sentence. I'm like, I don't know where that is. Like, yeah, someone was talking to me about Glacier National Park. And I was like, is that Alaska? And she said, Wyoming. Huh. So I didn't double I check know. that. But <laughs> she's been there. So she probably she knows. knows. All right. So today's topic is micro shifts. So think of micro shifts as tiny increments of change in your day-to-day life. A micro shift is changing what you eat for one part of one day, just one time, and then doing it a second time and a third. Before you even realize what's happening, you've adopted a new pattern of behavior. So the idea is that trying to shock yourself into a new life isn't going to work. And that's why it hasn't yet. And you don't need to wait until you feel like changing to start. All you need to do is make one micro shift at a time and then let the energy and the momentum build. And this is from chapter four, Building Emotional Intelligence of the book, The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. Liz, that's really uh, interesting, you know, that they talk about that in that particular book. It's very reminiscent of, the book Atomic Habits, which I read um, uh, maybe last year or so. And I really liked that same mentality of changing small things over a long period of time. Um, If you haven't read Atomic Habits yet, I really recommend it. And they have this example that they talk about in the book. It's the British cycling team. And apparently the British cycling team was like pretty crummy. And then they hired this particular coach, um, Blainsford was the last name of the coach and basically his whole approach to this like improving the team was to make a one percent improvement in all these different areas and so you know you might not be able to take someone from like you know this to this but you can improve like their aerodynamic by one percent or their like Mm -hmm. uh, you know their cardio cardiovascular strength by one percent and they ended up you know, being really good. And so when I'm feeling like, okay, I've reached a plateau with whatever it is I'm trying to achieve, 
work, health, you know, personal development, and you can't really visualize that next jump. It's like, I try to think about like, okay, what's something I could make a small improvement on and -hmm. work on that? Because sometimes it does feel like you've reached the easy gains are gone. And now you have to be like, work really hard for those next little piece of improvement. Mm-hmm. But I think like breaking them down into small pieces, micro shifts or 1% can make it more mm-hmm. attainable feeling. Yeah. I think that um, it's such a good idea and it makes so much sense to set a new habit with little steps and giving yourself time. I think it's three weeks to, I think a month that it takes to like scientifically set a new habit and getting yourself to do something for three weeks or a month Mm -hmm. can be challenging depending on what it is. And I will say that for myself, I am somebody who comes up with these grand plans, big schemes, and I'm like, I am going to go change my life in big ways. And then I'm definitely somebody who gets overwhelmed or I get really excited about something, do it for a couple of weeks and then it fizzles out. And then I'm like, well, why didn't, why didn't that work? Why didn't I keep doing that? And it's, it's, it's literally this reason is that if I had tried to do it in smaller bites or incrementally, maybe I could have gotten to that end goal that I wanted, but it's like, I get so hyped up and excited that I just want to do like everything at once. And then after a week, it's nothing. And mm-hmm. I think there's some human nature in that. I think there's a lot of human nature in it. Um, but it's such a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, I've felt that very similarly. And I know that one piece that I really struggle with when I'm, you know, trying to enact change or trying to start a habit is um, I really struggle with seeing so many people in my life that can do whatever this is so easily. And so that is always really tough for me. I feel like I, I unfortunately compare myself a lot and Um, I talk about this like in therapy all the time, but Mm -hmm. you know, we like my therapist helps like coach. And, um, I think especially as someone like with anxiety, like doing things can be really hard. Mm -hmm. And so we talked a lot about like a really normal goal. You know, I want to go to the gym four times a week. And for whatever reason, for me, that is too much of a habit to start. And Mm -hmm. so like we would start with a habit of like putting your gym clothes on and doing yoga. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just putting your gym clothes on. And I remember being like, this feels silly. Like this Mm -hmm. feels silly. And I was given the advice of like, this is how change is made. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's that small of a change, it's still a change. And so like, literally micro shifts yeah and I think that gets kind of missed in it is that like oh I went to the gym for 27 days in a row and now I'm a gym person but (laughs) it can literally be like I put on my gym clothes I went to the gym I didn't go in but I went there like I don't know it's just like changing that concept like really made things make more sense and Mm -hmm. it makes me understand why these things can take so long (laughs) I think that that's so like beautiful and amazing. And 
I need to either practice that or I wish that I could practice that because like I said, I get so overly excited about something that it's like, I'm going to uh, Pilates. That's my new thing right now. I love Pilates. And so I set the goal of three times a week and I was mm-hmm. like, that's totally manageable. I did it like five times the first week, four, three. I haven't done it this week. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Liz, like what, like why, like what is keeping you from doing it? And then I get so disappointed in myself and then I get down on myself and it's like this horrible cycle. And mm-hmm. I almost don't allow myself to do the micro shift, to do the baby steps. Mm-hmm. It's like, Liz, you have to do it all. You have to do it all right now. And you have to do it all like full throttle. It's like, I just can't dial it back. Like that's just my personality. And I need mm-hmm. to practice I need to really practice the baby steps. It's, I mean, it's hard. I don't think it doesn't feel natural. Like it, and again, like I, I struggle with like, oh, this feels silly. Like, why can't I just go to the gym? But I mean, you know, like if it's not working, it's not working. Right. You know? So that's how I've kind of like seen it in my life is I'm like, well, being mean to myself doesn't work. Mm-hmm. so oh like, we could have we can we need to have a full session and just talk about self-talk because oh, I feel yeah. like oh I think I have so many apps on my phone right now I have shut down all my social media I'm doing a social media break right now oh and all of the apps I have right now are like self-affirmations so every time my mm. phone goes off it's this these apps like literally like eight to twelve times a day it's like hey you've got great ideas. You're a good person. You're worthwhile. You are so energetic. And I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) So like, it is an interesting way for me to use my phone differently when I'm typically Mm -hmm. used to scrolling TikTok, scrolling Instagram, scrolling Facebook, Snapchat, like Pinterest, like those, that's what I do. And so I'm right now really intentionally changing the way I use my phone, but is that a micro shift? That's a micro shift. I mean, you're, it's a small change that you didn't do potentially yesterday, but it's making you think about your self conversations, you know, how you speak to yourself. So what you could do potentially is think about what could be another 1% change that you could make maybe in the next week, Mm -hmm. you know, that would improve your, you know, get you closer to whatever goal you want to do. I'm assuming be kinder to yourself. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's always a goal. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Mm. That's really interesting, Liz. You know, I, I just was thinking since you mentioned the Pilates goal, one of the goals I struggle with is stretching more regularly. And I feel like kind of in line with what Jennifer said about, you know, putting on your gym clothes, like if Liz, maybe if you stretch for 10 minutes, it'd be a lot easier for you to get into your Pilates, you know, for even if you only did it for 10 minutes. But I also want to point out how funny this conversation is when Jennifer did not a micro shift, but just did a macro shift in her life, Yeah, Yeah. basically every single aspect of her life. So it's very funny to me that we're like, oh yeah, micro shifts. And then she's like, oh, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) but change my job, change my location, change my everything about my life. So, all right. That's actually a kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah, true, true. Oh, okay. Very valid. And, and I mean, I don't remember atomic habits, like, per, you know, per verbatim, but I believe in like 
I mean, kind of like the opposite of a micro shift, like a, a, I don't know, epiphany. Because like, I think about people who have either like experienced something like, like a very dramatic specific event that changed their life. Like I think about people who maybe they went through, you know, some sort of, of grief or an accident and that made them stop drinking, um, mm-hmm. to pay more attention to their health, you know, yeah. that they get that news that like, you know, maybe they're, they're, you know, headed towards a, like a shorter lifespan and they don't want to do that for their children. Like, so I, I feel like on the flip side, those are also out there and, and oh, yeah, effective, Agre- but maybe they're just not as effective as, like we think, because I don't know why we're all drawn to like that. So I think the difference, and you really just said it, Jenny, is like kind of that aha moment or push to change comes from a big life-changing event potentially. Mm -hmm. So me without a health crisis or a different kind of crisis, you know, what's like, am I going to go to the gym every day starting tomorrow? No. Cause that's what I do is I jump into a change. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. And then I fall into habits. But if you told me today that if I don't, you know, either lose weight or, you know, get better cardiovascular health or something that I will, it will be detrimental to me. Yeah. I am going to look at that change and the consequences differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mean to compare my, um, journey to like a, like, <laughs> like a, an accident. Like, um, so I would say, and, and like to play devil's advocate, there was a lot of planning that went into it. So in some ways I feel like it wasn't like, a like a shock to the system. But. Sure. We know actually behind the scenes, there was actually probably a lot of mental and emotional <laughs> micro changes that happened in your life to mm-hmm. get you to the point that you made this change, but mm-hmm. from the outside looking in and really oh, yeah. all like for all practical reasons, it was a big change. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think one of the things we just kind of bounced on was why people are drawn to that idea of like a big dramatic change. And I can say, I think with confidence, I can say it's because that seems easier. It's probably mm-hmm. not, yeah. but it seems easier. And it also seems like you're going to get what you want quicker. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Agreed. What I keep coming back to is how this reminds me a lot of um, some of the things that I love in life, which take a lot of time and that they require a little bit of effort over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. In my, like the examples I always come up with is investing gardening <laughs> and Ooh. bodybuilding, like lifting weights. Oh, wow. All those three of those things, which I really love mm-hmm. require consistent work over a long period of time. Yeah. But all of those things, there's like variations of that where like you could just go to get liposuction if you wanted to lose weight, theoretically, mm-hmm. or get gastro yeah. know, surgery mm-hmm. or people want to just win the lottery versus save money for a long period of time because the mm attraction to like uh a quicker fix oh yeah is just so much more alluring because you don't want to actually because you do lose the momentum after it's that's just a societal thing that is a societal Mm -hmm. thing and that's exactly what I thought is if you told me that I can get to this end goal 
in 30 days or in six months, which one am I going to choose? Most humans are going to say, I'm going to do so much work so hard every day and I'm going to get results so fast. But the odds of you getting to that goal in 30 days is like 5%. And the odds of you getting there in six months, 80%. Theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. These you are should choose. You should. Just, these are made up. Statistics. Anyone listening? Theoretically, you should <laughs> choose. You should choose the, the higher rate of success, yeah. making smaller changes over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of all of the. I don't want to call them fads, but I will say like fun ideas that I have that I'm like, this is the new thing. Meditating, journaling. I tried to be vegan at the beginning of uh, 2022. I literally started the new year off and was like, yeah, only vegan for me. I did it for two months and I was sick the entire time because I did not increment it. Like my body just was like, what is happening? It was not fun or easy or enjoyable by any means. And I failed hard because I pushed myself into a macro shift without being prepared. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. And I, I feel like, like I feel like people talk about that similarly when like like when they try to do a resolution of going to the gym and then they work out too hard they're in so much pain yes. they're, in, they're so sore mm-hmm. you know the, the experience is so negative that they don't go back and yeah. I'm like I get it like yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that either if I was like yeah. this hurts yes yeah. I think over the last couple of years, I think we all love the idea of like goals and achievement, but I've really embraced like that ever I've constantly have goals going. I've constantly am making resolutions and I've tried to in in a way it's helped me because it doesn't I don't get so down if I do like if I'm supposed to work out every day in the new year, but I only do four days and then I take five days off. I'm not like phased by it because you can just like start the resolution over again you know there's mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. you don't have to wait till January 1 and yeah you just embrace it like almost like every day is a new set of opportunities to like make your resolutions happen mm-hmm. um that could probably backfire because it's kind of as like a well I no, can I think, tomorrow I think that's incredibly healthy. positive yeah I think that's great yeah you're showing so much grace and forgiveness to yourself. You're not, you're not hung up on, I didn't do that thing that I wanted to. And so then I'm going to be upset about it for like Mm -hmm. three weeks. Like, right. And no, yeah. And that's when people moving forward. Yes. And that's why I think people fall into a bad habit is that, you know, you're on a, say you're on a diet and you break the diet and have some ice cream. Mm -hmm. And then you just beat, if you beat yourself up so much, your negative self-talk, you feel bad. Oh, I'm such a failure. Like all these things Mm -hmm. that's not going to motivate you to try again tomorrow. You're just going to be in a hole, you know, like it's just, it's just not a good mindset to be. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I did have some ice cream, but tomorrow's a new day and I'm going to try again and that's okay. And I'll do my best tomorrow. And like to be gentle like that with yourself, I think is, so important. And I'm even gonna, so I'm, I'm going to even challenge that into breaking that up in even smaller. Like I maybe, maybe I had ice cream at lunch, but dinner is a new opportunity. 
Like kind of like the day isn't ruined because I made this choice, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe that's my unpopular opinion, but like, I don't love the ideas of like when people talk about, oh, it's my cheat day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think that is, it would be mentally very hard for me to understand because I'm, I mean, I think I'm of the type that's like, you did, you did really hard work today. You deserve a treat. Yeah. Every day. Yes. (laughs) yes, Same, same. So this is funny. One, I love ice cream and I, that's probably why I subconsciously brought this up as an example, but I was, I was sitting around, I think this was, this was last week and I was sitting around and all week, I know I texted you guys about it. I was like, I want Culver's ice cream. I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, no, no, Liz, like you didn't, you didn't do your Pilates today. Like you don't need it. And I did that to myself for a couple days. And then I was sitting there one day and I was like, when is the last time that you treated yourself to some ice cream was, and then regretted it. And I was like, oh wait, never. And then I (laughs) took myself and got ice cream. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm beating myself up before I even go do this thing that makes me happy. And is a treat for myself. And I was like, this is dumb. I have never it's never been a bad decision. I'm in, I was like, yeah, I was like, treat yourself. You deserve it. And so I went and got ice cream. I enjoyed it. I watched the bachelor on Hulu and I was oh, so happy. That's nice. Sounds great. Yeah. And that's like, those moments are important. Like that. I don't know. I think that that matters a lot. Yeah. Um, another trick that I did for myself when I was goal setting I set 10 year goals, like 10 years from now, oh my so they can be like really wow. wildly big goals. Love that. And I don't, I've only achieved one out of my many big goals. So I don't know. Like that's how, amazing. Thank you. I don't actually know how this theory will work. Ask me in nine years, but um, <laughs> I like the idea that like, you can set these really obnoxious goals for yourself because you have a long lead time to get there Mm -hmm. and you can just like manifest that goal for all that for nine years. You can just like mull over it and think about it if that's what you so want. And I also think it's important to recognize that like, I mean, I'm all about like chasing your dreams and those important things, but also like recognize that like your goal, you can grow up and realize I thought when I was 25, Mm -hmm. I wanted, I really wanted X. But now mm-hmm. that I'm 35, I don't really have an interest in that anymore. And that's okay. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's, I think that that's sometimes like not people are like, oh, you got, you should follow your dreams for when you were like eight. I'm like, well, I was a <laughs> lunatic when I was eight. <laughs> so none of those dreams. Yeah. I mean, the evolution, the growth that we all go through. Yeah. I mean, when you think about who you were 10 years ago. And five where you years are ago. now, five years ago. Yeah. All of those things. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it should be amazing and inspiring to look back where you were, look where you are now, and then look ahead and say, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what is this going to look like? Um, who had the idea? I think Jenny, didn't you have an idea about Christmas? Christmas? Goal setting at Christmas? Oh no. I, I think that was me where we all, I think if this is the example you're thinking of. Yes. We, we still have to do this. We all write down in an and put it right down and then seal it in an envelope what we think the other person will be like going through in their life or what they'll have accomplished or what they'll have done. And then at Christmas, I think we should all open it and I'll be like, Jennifer, I think she will live in 
whatever, um, <laughs> San Clemente, California, and will be a full-time Disney model. And all oh, wow. and we can see if they're true or not. Or if they I love true. it. <laughs> I, I really like all of these ideas. And I think it's also very indicative of our personalities. Oh, yeah. I can tell may, that may both of you are, are very naturally drawn towards goal setting. And like the concept mm-hmm. of wanting something in 10 years seems foreign to me. Like I have <laughs> zero concept of what my life would look like. And I, and I don't know if that's just like, I don't know, maybe that's just like my little quirk, but like, I just can't picture myself in 10 years. <laughs> I think that that's most people, Jenny. I think that that's most people. I would almost take that suggestion, Christine, and twist it a little bit. Not like, where do I think that they are, what they've achieved, but maybe it's like, what do I wish for you this year? Oh, and then, and then like, mm-hmm. ne- and then at Christmas we like open them and say, "Oh, this is what I wish for you this year," mm-hmm. and we like write them for each other in the family. I think that'd be really sweet. Oh, that's I really sweet. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good idea. I like it. And then a warning. Okay. Um, um, I have a question for Christine. How do you keep track of your goals? Like, do you have a system that you like? Oh. I mean, I don't know if I, if this was, if I was asking Liz, she would have a PowerPoint and she would look at it once a month, but like, do you, do you have just like a list of like your goals or like, you know, or, or like your, even like your accomplishments, like, especially like a 10 year goal. How do you know I'm closer? Yeah. That's a great question. That is a great question. So for me, what I do is I keep track of a lot of things with like tasks, like in outlook, for example, And then you like set them out. Like I have, this is going to sound cheesy, but I actually have a a list of people that I want to like spend time with. And it's like a rotation. So like once I see like someone for dinner then they go to the bottom of the rotation and then I keep going. That's really cool. Every six weeks I check it. And I think to myself, do I want, like, should I make plans with these people? And sometimes they fall off the list or we we grow apart. But the same thing Mm -hmm. with these, like I have like a, I think it's like an inspiration and I have like all the different books I want to read or different quotes and things that I like. And then also mm-hmm. my big, hairy, audacious goals. Yes. Um, your B-hack. And then I just, ch- I like every maybe four months I take a look at it, but they're not, nice. they're nothing really that crazy. I put like pretty achievable things on there, at least in my really? opinion. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's the silver lining. I mean, there are things I think, Maybe it's just because like there are things I think I'll do even if I didn't have them written down. Maybe that's why. Mm. But maybe that's not. Maybe there are goals of you know. Maybe it doesn't matter whether or not they're written down. There were there were goals already. You know what I mean? In my head, I just didn't had mm. put pen to paper for them. You know. But I I think you should absolutely put like even yeah even if it's something that like you hope that you you know you will do regardless if you wrote it down. I think that's important because you're recognizing your achievements. You're recognizing like. I am doing the things that I planned on, you know, I am truthful to myself or I'm aware of like all the hard work I've done because like, I've definitely had those years where I look back and I say, what did I do this year? Yeah. Like, did I travel? Did I like, what happened? And I wish I would have had like a list of Mm -hmm. like, you did all these great things, you know? And Cause like the things, you know, something in the moment feels so much bigger than it does six months later. It mm. is. I've got, I, can I make two quick comments, Liz? Yeah. First one is this, this, that, um, actually starting a podcast is on my list. 
So that'll That's be really cool. nice. Off. And then number two is, I don't know if this will work for you, Jenny, but for me is I love to write on my calendar, like my physical mm. calendar. And okay. I try to write something at least every week of something I did, a movie I saw, a person I had dinner with, um, okay. something special about it. And then I can mm-hmm. like look back at that calendar and be like, oh, look at all these nice things mm-hmm. that I experienced. And I might not remember big picture, but if you think back on it, it's like mm-hmm. all these nice memories. I like that. Thank you. I'm full of good ideas tonight. <laughs> I, I'm on <laughs> good. Give me some. <laughs> I think I was going to say, I think that the, one of the key points of writing your goals down is part of it is like holding yourself accountable. And the other part of it is like, you don't let that, if you write it down, then that goal isn't going to like balloon into something else. It's Mm. tangible. It's visible. I am going to visit five national parks. Mm -hmm. And so then when you do those things, you can you can see it and you can say, yeah, this, this is the actual goal that I set for myself because down the road, our minds are funny. You might say, well, really it's not going to be anything cool until I've been to 10 or, you know, whatever the goal is. But if you, if you write down that goal, I'm starting with, I'm wanting to go to five doing it. I think the other key that is really important and I think overlooked is celebrating the successes Mm. because we always are, I will say, well, we, yes. And people in people in general, they're just on to the next to do so fast. And I think it's like if you don't celebrate the moments, like you you just need to. I mean, that's what life's about. Like it was pie day last week and I was like super psyched to go get a piece of pie and celebrate pie day. It's adorable. Well, I mean, it's just like every day there's something, you know, every day is not good, but there's some good in every day, right? Whoa. Um, that was deep. You, have never, you guys have never heard that? That's a pretty... No. But you both seem Are really you a coffee good. cup? That was so amazing. You said that I came well, she's up She's been listening to your affirmations every day. Every 12 <laughs> right, minutes. You're right. Right. That's right. Wow. That was really cool. I liked that. <laughs> was it every 12 minutes or every hour? I think you said. <laughs> was it every 12 minutes? It's pretty frequently. Okay, wait. So the other thing I wanted to mention is, Jenny, so I'm really used to writing down my accomplishments for work. But how I've evolved it and what I like to do is not doing it on New Year's because that's when I write my New Year's goals. Do it on your birthday and write all the good things that happened to you when you were 28. Write all the good things that happened to you when you were 29. And -hmm. I feel like that has been like a really fun way to go into your birthday and Mm -hmm. like celebrate the past year and then like welcome a new chapter. Okay. A, that's a great idea. B, that makes sense for you because your birthday is in June and mine is three days before the new year. That's <laughs> that so, <laughs> yes, not for everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> accomplishments, it's looking back. If it's goals, it's looking forward. So we can still kind of spin it. You can no, I know. It was just year. a lot of people say it's like, oh, center things around your birthday. And I'm like, that's the new year. <laughs> you, you said this before and I forgot. I am so no, sorry. No, no, it's around okay. really spring funny. equinox. The spring equinox, I'm going to set goals. Okay. We'll just set, we'll just do accomplishments on my birthday in on June. Birthday. We'll just, we'll just center you know. it all around me. Is that better? <laughs> I mean, Honestly, yeah. Like, I feel okay, like you're cool. pretty organized. You would enjoy it. Like, oh, my God. If we had just a party where we could do that, and that's my birthday party, setting. I'd make goal everyone setting. write goals. Everyone would hate it, but I would be just thrilled. <laughs> oh, it sounds fun. 
So bring, and, don't don't bring a gift to this party. Bring a goal. Bring a manifestation. <laughs> um, so just thinking for but maybe one of the follow up podcasts we might want to do is how we celebrate. Ooh. Right. We're already talking about like birthdays, but also as Liz is saying, you need to stop and celebrate your success. I can't mm-hmm. even wrap my head around what that might look like. So <gasps> I'm curious to hear like how we each celebrate our success. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. Kind of like what that feels like, whether it's wow. a birthday success, work success or something like yeah. that. I have lots of ideas on that. Awesome. Um, is there, do you have a goal that you could share that we haven't talked about yet? Or maybe one that we don't know about each other. Ooh. Host a TED Talk or become Ooh. an author. Ooh. Love those. Very cool. I'll go. Um, mine is, I would love to be able to do the splits one day. And I'm I'm always stretching to do that. I love that one. I want to do that. That's so cool, Jenny. There you go. Oh, that's Feel interesting. Mm-hmm. For me, it's... Um, own a sports car, which Ooh. and be able to do a handstand push-up. Oh nice. wow! Very These cool, cool guys. Very, I like it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sisters of the Apocalypse. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. And don't forget, live like there's no tomorrow. Thanks for listening.